Section 16 of Mother Earth, Volume 1, Number 4, June 1906. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Christine Lehman, Reseda, California. Mother Earth, Number 16, The Jungle, A Recension by Veritas. The Jungle, a recent story by Upton Sinclair, is a nightmare of horrors, of which the worst horror is that it is not a phantom of the night, but claims to be true history of one phase of our twentieth-century civilization. Nothing but the book itself could represent its own tragic power. In my opinion, it is the most terrible book ever written. It is, for the most part, a tale of the abattoirs, those unspeakable survivals in our Christendom in which man wreaks his savage and sensual will on the lesser animals, and indirectly it is a story of the moral abattoirs of politics, economics, society, religion, and the home, where the victims are of the species human, and where man's inhumanity to man is as selfish and relentless as his age-long cruelty to his brothers and sisters just behind him in the great procession. Possibly the title is inappropriate, quote, Law of the Pack, unquote, which is observed in the genuine jungle, but these human beasts appear to have all of the jungle's vices and few of its virtues. The author might have called his history the slaughterhouse, or, perhaps, plain hell. It is a common saying about a packing house, quote, We use all of the hog except the squeal, unquote. This author uses the squeal, or rather the wild death shrieks of agony of the ten millions of living creatures tortured to death every year in Chicago and the other tens of millions elsewhere to pander to the old, brutal, inhuman thirst of humanity for a diet of blood. The billions of the slain have found a voice at last, and if I mistake not, this cry of anguish from the killing beds shall not sound on until men whose ancestors once were cannibals shall cease to devour even the corpses of their murdered animal relatives. But while the jungle will undoubtedly make more vegetarians, it would take more than the practice of universal vegetarianism to cause the book to fulfill its mission— for this is a story of civilization's inferno and of the crisis of the world, a recital of conditions for which, when once comprehended, there can be no remedy but the revolution of revolutions, the event toward which the ages ran, the establishment of a genuine political, industrial, and social democracy. Footnote 2 if the story be dramatized and mrs fisk take the part of ona her presentation will make tess seem like a pastoral idol in comparison the book is great even from a political standpoint but more than this it is a great moral appeal not in victor hugo or charles dickens does the moral passion burn with purer or intenser light than in these pages 
I should not advise children or very delicately constituted women to read it. I have said it is a book of horrors. I started to mark the passages of peculiar tragedy and found that I was marking every page, and yet it is a justifiable book and a necessary book. The author tells as facts the story of diseased meat and worse, the preparation in the night-time of the bodies of the cattle which have died from known and unknown causes before reaching the slaughter-pens, and the distribution of the effects with the rest of the intentional killing of the day. He describes the preparation of embalmed beef from cattle covered with boils. He even narrates the story of, quote, men who fell into the vats, unquote and quote, sometimes they would be overlooked for days till all but the bones of them had gone out to the world as durham's pure leaf lard unquote. he writes of the making of smoked sausage out of waste potatoes by the use of chemicals and out of spoiled meat as well and he further speaks of rats which were quote, nuisances and the packers would put poisoned bread out for them they would die and then rats bread and meat would go into the hoppers together this is no fairy story and no joke the meat would be shoveled into carts and the man who did the shoveling would not trouble to lift out a rat even when he saw one there were things which went into the sausage in comparison with which a poisoned rat was a tidbit Unquote. But the worst of the story is a tale of the condition of the workers at Packingtown and elsewhere. It is the story of strong men who justly hated their work, of men, for no fault of their own, cast out in middle life to die, of weeping children driven with whips to their ignoble toil, of disease-producing conditions in winter, only surpassed by the deadly summer of people working with their feet upon the ice and their heads enveloped in hot steam of the perpetual stench which infests their nostrils the sores which universally covered their bodies of the terrible pace set by the continual speeding up of the pacemakers goaded to a pitch of frenzy of accidents commonplace in every family of the garbage-pile of refuse from the tables of more fortunate citizens, from which many were forced to satisfy their hunger, of the terrors of the blacklist, the shutdown, the strike and the lockout, and of the universal swindle, whether a man bought a house or doctored tea, coffee, sugar, or flour. It is still further a story of the moral enormities and monstrosities of the almost universal graft. Quote, the plants honeycombed with rottenness, the bosses grafted off the men and they grafted off each other, and some day the superintendent would find out about the boss, and then he would graft off the boss. Unquote. When the men were set to perform some peculiarly immoral act, they would say, quote, Now we are working for the church, unquote, referring to the benefactions of the proprietors to religious institutions. 
It tells the story of the training of the children in vice, of girls forced into immorality, so that a girl without virtue would stand a better chance than a decent one. It is a tale of the terrible ending of old Antanus by saltpeter poisoning, of Jonas, no one knows how, possibly he fell into the vats, of little Christophorus by convulsions, of little Antanus by falling into a pit before the door of his house, of Maria in a house of shame, of Stanislovas who was eaten by rats, and of beautiful little Ona, to the description of whose ending no other than the author's pen could do justice. The book shows how men graft everywhere, not only in the packing-house, but how the slime of the serpent is over almost all of our modern commercial and political practices. No one can justly hold the meat kings responsible for all of this. Nothing less than a thorough reconstruction of our whole social organism will suffice. Palliative philanthropy is, as the author says, quote, like standing upon the brink of the pit of hell and throwing snowballs in to lower the temperature. Unquote. The jungle is the boiling over of our social volcano and shows us what is in it. It is a danger signal. We are all indicted and must stand our trial. There rests upon us the obligation to ascertain the facts. The author of The Jungle lived in Packingtown for months, and the eminently respectable publishers who are now issuing the book sent a shrewd lawyer to Chicago to report as to whether the statements in it were exaggerated, and his report confirmed the assertions of the author. This book is a call to immediate action. The Lithuanian hero found his solution of the problems suggested in socialism. The solution lies either in that direction or in something better, and it behooves those who warn us against socialistic experiments to tell us if they know of any other effective remedy. Surely all thoughtful men should study these theories of social redemption and learn why their advocates claim that putting them in practice would modify or abolish the evils of our modern conditions. Quote, the masters, lords, and rulers of all lands, unquote. the thinkers and workers of our time, must speedily give themselves to the understanding and application of some adequate remedy, or there will be blood, woe and tears, almost without end, quote, when this dumb terror shall reply to God after the silence of the centuries, unquote. Footnote 2. Genuine or not genuine, we live right now in a democracy. If, in spite of that, such diabolical crimes as Sinclair describes them are committed daily, then this only proves that democracy is no panacea for them. Why should it, if criminals of the armor kind realize profits out of their wholesale poisoning of such dimensions that they can easily buy all the glory of the people's sovereignty? Editor. End of section 16. Recording by Christine Lehman.